We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I am joined, as always, well, almost always, by my guy, Vince D'Addario. And Vince, we are not going to talk Navy today, because there's a lot of topics to me that are way more interesting than Navy. (laughs) Today, we are going to discuss two things, two top, two big picture topics. It's going to be the college football playoff, which which the first ranking comes out tonight. And we're also going to talk some recruiting. And uh, just a little programming note, we are going to have a show tonight at around 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. it, which is when the playoff thing is supposed to end. So we will we will cover that, and we will talk about where Notre Dame is, just overall where things stand, where things shake out, surprises, things we expected, stuff along those lines. Then tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 2023 linebacker Drake Bowen, a five-star linebacker from the state of Indiana, is going to be making his announcement. We will carry that live. We will be live for that announcement, and then we will talk afterwards about his decision. If he picks Notre Dame, we'll talk about what that means for Notre Dame. If he picks somebody else, we'll talk about where Notre Dame goes from here. So uh, if you want to know my thoughts on that, check out the message board. We have that on the message board. So, Vince, let's talk about the college football playoff. First ranking comes out tonight, 7.30 ESPN. We're going to have the show afterwards. This is going to be one of the more intriguing initial first fours and really first six or sevens in a long time because I feel like most years we kind of have an idea of who the top four is going to be. I think there's a lot more debate to be had this year than there has in the past. And so we're going to kind of give our rankings of what we think they'll be we're going to then discuss where we think Notre Dame should be and kind of Notre Dame's realistic chances of whether or not Notre Dame actually has a chance to make it. And we will discuss why we think they do, what needs to happen, and then go from there. And Vince, to start off with, to me, there are really four teams. There's only four teams that can control their own destiny, in my opinion. That is Georgia, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Alabama. 
The reason I say Alabama is because they have a loss, but if Alabama wins out, including beating Georgia, the Georgia. Academy, they're in. Right. Right. No question. They're in. Now, where Alabama doesn't control their own destiny anymore is they they if they would have gone 12 and 0 and lost to Georgia in a close game in the SEC title game, they probably still get in. Now they're in an elimination mode. They can't afford mm-hmm. to lose again. Uh, Alabama's got a I think they've got actually a challenging schedule remaining. And we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later. But I think those four teams to me that makes sense are are teams that control their own destiny. And then after that, you've got a group of Oregon, Ohio. And the reason I didn't I didn't include Cincinnati in that group. Because I'm curious to see where Cincinnati is ranked. Right. Today. And if they're low enough, they don't control their own destiny. I mean yes. that's this, the, the, the only destiny that is not controlled by them is what the college football playoff correct. does to them. It's nothing on the correct. field necessarily for and them. it's not a given that yeah. if they are in the top four tonight, they stay there because they don't true. play anybody. I mean, That's they are noble. literally building their entire resume around beating Notre Dame in early October. Because this is a down year in the AAC, in my opinion. It, it, you know, SMU and Houston are decent, but neither of them are, are – it's not like you beat a UCF from the past or the, what Memphis has been in past years, right? right. Memphis Absolutely. is down, UCF is down. They're going to build it around Notre Dame. And so when I look at resumes – you know, when I look at Cincinnati, you know, they're 8-0. They're 2-0 against teams with a plus 500 record, which is good. You know, Notre Dame is is, is they've got one of the better wins on the res, on the schedule. No doubt. But when I look in Cincinnati, the committee and the things the committee looks at, strength of schedule, they've beaten UCF and Notre Dame. It's the only two teams they've beat with a winning record. Their opponent record's 24-32. and 32. Do you know who has the best opponent record? Like, whose opponents have the best record? Ooh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Notre Dame's two. Notre Dame's two. Michigan. Hmm. Really? Michigan, 38 and 27. Wow. Um, yeah. So of the 12 teams, because wow. Vince and I think there's 12 teams that have a chance to, to, to be in the college football playoff. Right. Michigan has the best. Notre Dame has the second best. Georgia has the third best. Hmm. When you look at uh, when Michigan's it's all said opponents, and done, are, those are going to change, I would imagine. Well, if Michigan wins out, it's going to be really good because they still have to play Penn State and Ohio State. So if Michigan wins right. out, they're, they're, it's going to get even better. That's true. Um, but so so to me, Cincinnati is is still feasting on that Notre Dame win, but they they've had a lot of ugly wins against kind of mediocre teams, in my right. opinion. Right. And I think that's gonna ding them a little bit. They haven't been in I mean, they got outplayed by Indiana for a lot of that game. Yeah, they did. They played poorly against Navy, they played poorly right. against Tulane. You know, Cincinnati is just not a team to me that is is really impressed in my opinion and i've talked about this and their schedule is you know they've tried their best to schedule to 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 be a playoff team i, I don't fault them it's don't not either. their fault that ucf is down it's not their fault right. that memphis is down it's not their you know it and, and they don't have memphis IU on the regular. was was a darling for people you know right I mean? if iu like, was as good as people thought they were at the beginning of the year right. we'd be ha- if, if ucf and indiana were as good as they normally as well for UCF as good as they've normally been and for Indiana as good as people thought they were going to be right we're having a completely different discussion yeah. discussion about an eight no Cincinnati team no doubt I completely agree with that I think and I just my issue and I think this is what the committee does look at they don't just look at wins losses they look at how you won games and 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 by the way I will put this out there that that could hurt Notre Dame a little mm-hmm. bit as well but I think like you had mentioned the their games against Navy Tulane uh have just been yeah you know what i mean yes they've mm-hmm. won the games that's the most important thing i get it but the committee looks at how you win the games too. and they were tied at halftime seven to seven against murray state 
Right. You know, I mean, though, th- that's the thing I like about the committee compared to poll. Most pollsters just look at a final score and say, oh, gee, that's the final score. Right. 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 And now, now you here's spin a it. You could spin it to, the, you know, they're a second half team. They, they sure. are, you know, they should they need to be a second around. half team against Murray State. Absolutely. Right? Agree with you. <laughs> I mean, or Tulane, for that matter, right. or, or right. Navy. Who's and one and seven. Right. Yeah. Navy's two and six. That's right. that's kind of the point. Now, the other team that I did not list is controlling their own destiny because of, in my opinion, of what's in front of them is Wake Forest. Yeah. And I think and the reason I say that is, is because Georgia, Oklahoma and Michigan State, if they went out and undefeated, they're in over Wake Forest no, no matter what. Correct. If Cincinnati wins out, I believe Cincinnati will also be in over Wake Forest. Yeah. 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 So, you know, because, again, Georgia knocks out Bama. Right. And so then you've got that fourth spot is up for grabs. I also feel like if Ohio State went, I mean, that to me, yes, it's impressive that Wake Forest went undefeated. I've actually changed my stance. I actually thought, I said a couple weeks ago, if Wake Forest wins out, they're in the playoff. I don't know if that's necessarily true now. It would be interesting because obviously they'd be the ACC champs. They would have won the ACC championship. Um, And so you're talking about an ACC champ versus an American champ. Right. Right. But Or a one-loss Pac-12 champ or a one-loss Big Ten champ. Big Ten champ. Right. Right. So that would be an interesting debate, I think, going into that final. Yeah. Well, to see where they've been ranking them the whole time. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of questions answered tonight based mm-hmm. on what the college football committee thinks of these teams. But I think that would be a heck of a debate if you're talking about a one-loss Pac-12, a one-loss Big Ten, an undefeated ACC, mm-hmm. and an undefeated American. I I think that there's a debate there. Big debate. You know what I mean? Well, and and normally I would say that because here's the thing: the, the committee has dinged Clemson in the past for for playing a when they've played bad ACC schedules, and it's again, it's not Clemson's fault. The ACC sucks. Right. That's the difference this year, however, is George, Clemson would always have like a really big non-conference win. They'd play Auburn. They'd play Georgia. They'd play, uh, you know, they Clemson would always play not Notre Dame last year. They always played. Whereas when I look at Wake Forest non-conference schedule this year, it's Old Dominion, Norfolk State, Army. And I'm missing somebody. No, that's it. Old Dominion, Norfolk State, and Army. That, that That's their non-conference slate. So, um, well, no. So, yeah, one company we will not be having on as advertisers is Jimmy John's. My wife <laughs> ordered it like, like an hour ago, and it just now showed up. I'm thinking like, hey, get Jimmy. It's literally, Vince, you know where it's at. It's a I mile know, and it's a right half away from our house. Right. And like the freaky fast, like what the heck? Like did everybody uh, in Granger order Jimmy John's today and we fell at the end of the, of the list? <laughs> that was just so, funny. Yeah. I had uh, some levity. Tommy Guns with a super chat. Thank you for that, Tommy. says, for all the talk about the first uh, G5 team, that's a group of five team getting in, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this is the year that a two-loss team gets in. Should Bama lose a one- or two-point game to Georgia, I could see it. A two-loss Bama team's not getting in over an undefeated Cincinnati team. I agree with that, No too. way. That, 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 no there's way. just no way that you can justify that. No. I think yeah. they, they would like to have a group of five team in, but it's got to be a legitimate in. Uh, they're not getting in over – they're not getting in over an undefeated. Alabama's not getting in over an undefeated Wake Forest team. The problem for Wake right. Forest back to Wake Forest was they're not going to beat a ranked team, most likely. Yeah. I mean, right now they're hanging yeah. their their hat on a win over six and three Virginia and in an army. You know, you look at the rest of their schedule because they don't play Pitt, right? Uh now they would get Pitt in the potentially in the ACC championship, but that you know, a game against Pitt's not looking all that good now either, because Pitt got beat this weekend at home by Miami. They've got at North Carolina left, home against NC State, at Clemson, and at BC. 
Now the win over ends, you know, the win over North Carolina wouldn't be that good because that would drop North Carolina to four and five, right? NC State is is a you know six and two right now, but NC State plays at Florida State this weekend and then at Wake Forest and home against Syracuse and home against North Carolina. I mean, when you're looking at, at your resume at Wake Forest and, and one of your three big wins is a 70 to 56 win over Army, and then your another one is a 40 to 37 win over a, a you know, they have a win over a ranked team. Because the thing about Wake Forest is they have two wins over teams with a winning record or three wins over teams with winning record uh, because they have a win over Army, who's four and three, and they have a win over Syracuse, who's five and four, and then a win over Virginia, who's six and three. But Virginia's resume is about to start looking really bad here soon because of what their schedule's yeah. coming up. Right. Those are not playoff, you know, numbers. Cincinnati, an undefeated Cincinnati would flat out have a much better resume than an undefeated Wake Forest. You're right. So that's why I say I just I, I, you any know. other year though, any other year, like UNC is would be a good win, right? Clemson. I mean, it, I mean Clemson yeah, because they be beat Clemson. Win. That's going to give Clemson four lo- at least four right. losses. And you at know? Boston College, if if Phil Jakovic is healthy, that's a good win too at Boston College. Right. And they've right? fallen apart since he got hurt. You for know? sure. No, absolutely. Like I said, any other year, I think the the home stretch for Wake Forest really puts them in the driver's seat. But mm-hmm. this year, that's not the case. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's who who, who would have guessed that that would be the case? Yep. So uh, that, that's just tough sledding for Wake Forest when it comes mm-hmm. to strength of schedule. Dan Muller with a super chat. Thank you for that, Dan. He says, I think Notre Dame will finish fifth in the playoff. I don't see Oregon losing to anyone else. Bama, Michigan State, Ohio State, no, you will take care of themselves. Thoughts? Well, well kind of. I mean, that's kind of where we're going with the rest of the show. I do want to respond to one other thing. Uh, why do some feel that the CFP is going to show some love to a group of five? Daniel Wade says that. They haven't in the past. I don't get it. Here's the big difference. Cincinnati went out and did something that that UCF never did. Right. They scheduled tough out of conference right. as best as they could. I mean, you you know, if UCF would have had a win over a 2018 Notre Dame team, a one-loss Notre Dame team uh, in 18 or 19 of those years where UCF was really good, they'd have been in. Right. But they didn't. They beat like Pitt, and they'd play like Duke. I mean, they played. They played nobody out of conference. Cincinnati went out and played two Power Five teams out of conference and on the road and won both of them by double digits. Right. So that's why Cincinnati has a much better shot, in my opinion, than UCF and other, and BYU last year. They're not even in the same breath as BYU last year because they've actually played a much better schedule. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But back back to back to this conversation, Vince, 
So those are the teams that, to me, control their own destiny. Sure. I think you could make a case that Ohio State does as well. Because I, I have do. a hard time seeing an Ohio State team that wins out not getting in. But here's why I don't put them in there yet. If Georgia wins out, Oklahoma – so if if Alabama wins out, excuse me, and Georgia and Alabama both have a loss, I think they're both in over Ohio State. Would you agree with that? Interesting. It just depends on how things go with Ohio State. If they punish Michigan and then they punish whoever's in the, the Big Ten championship, I think it's a conversation. It's definitely conversation. Oh, it's definitely conversation. I, I don't, but here's, I don't, here's, here's the thing. They're both going to have Georgia and Ohio and Alabama would have better wins than what uh, Ohio State would have. Georgia's wow. resume is going to be the best in the country because they've beaten so many good teams. Georgia's the only team, when I look at these 12, Georgia's 4-0 against teams that have a winning record. Unlike some of these other teams, like Wake Forest is 3-0, but it's like 4-3 Army, 5-4 Syracuse. They've beaten 6-2 Auburn. They've beaten six and two Kentucky, you know, Georgia has. They've beaten five and three Clemson, which isn't, you know, that's not obviously the, that's the worst of their four. And then I'm trying to remember what they're oh, and then Arkansas. So I mean, they've got legitimately great wins. If they went out and then lose a close game to Bama, the only the only way I would disagree with what I just said is if it's like a blowout. Bama just crushed. Well, and and here's my my retort to that, I suppose, uh, for Ohio State would be. They would beat an undefeated Michigan State. They'd beat a one-win or one-loss Michigan State. Assuming that Michigan State Hill has that right. right. And they should. I think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they they beat Penn State as well, which – is that a good win? It's not yeah. a good win, yeah. No. Okay, fair enough. Georgia's still going to have more good wins than Ohio State. Now, Ohio State will have two great wins, to your point. If Michigan wins out and, Ohio, and Michigan State win out, except for their games against Ohio State. Right. Two th- right. And, things. And that's their – tap. Number one resumes. And that's their right. 11th and 12th they, they, of the season. Like 11th, 12th game of the season is Michigan State, right. Michigan, and then the Big Ten Championship. So they could end with a flurry. Which that won't be a great win because that's going to be Iowa or, or Minnesota, and neither of those teams are going to be any good. That's fair. But here's the thing. For Michigan State and Michigan to win out, they both have to beat Penn State, which makes Penn State a 7-5 and five team. Right. So that eliminates that as a big win. Fair. I also <laughs> think when you look at – Ohio State getting completely outplayed at home by Oregon compared to losing a close game to Bama in the SEC title game is going to look a lot different for me. And then I think also when you look at like, so for example, Georgia's overall strength of schedules, 37 and 28, Ohio State's is 34 and 30. That's pretty good. The difference is if you take away Ohio State's record against teams they've beaten, it's now sub 500. Because you take out seven and one Oregon, now all of a sudden they're twenty seven and twenty nine. Now it's going to get better as the season goes on, but Georgia's still going to have a better strength of record and strength of schedule. In my right. Opinion. So, to me, Ohio State then gets into the situation of okay, what happens when it's if it comes down to there's three spots locked up, right? So let's say Oklahoma wins out, Oregon and Ohio State both went out. That's where it gets really interesting. And I'm curious to see where Oregon and Ohio State both get ranked tonight. Because here's the thing. The committee, Vince, has always done a good job of looking at context. What's the context of a loss? The team Absolutely. didn't have their starting quarterback, right? They did that with Clemson in 2017 because Kelly Bryant got knocked out of the Syracuse game. They lost to Syracuse. It was 4-8, and eight, but the committee was like, yeah, but their quarterback got knocked out. 
Oregon's only loss so far is a game where like the day before their offensive coordinator is rushed to the hospital in emergency surgery situation. They go lose at Stanford. They've been a different team. Like, and then they struggled a little bit with Cal the next week when he wasn't fully go. But if you look at their schedule outside of that, Oregon's has a much more impressive resume than a lot of people realize. Uh, when you look at their, they, they, they have, they're three and zero against teams with a winning record and they have the best win of anybody right now in college football, a road, win, a convincing road win over Ohio state. Nobody can match that win right now. I agree with that. The other thing about Oregon too, is down the stretch, they don't play a tough schedule because you can't play a tough schedule when you're in the Pac-12, but they do play some good teams in the Pac-12 down the stretch. So right now, Oregon strength of schedule or uh, opponent record is 27-31. But they've beaten a, a, a Fresno State team that right now is 7-2. and two. They beat a 7-1 and one top 10 Ohio State team, and they beat a UCLA team with a winning record. Okay, Then they have to play Washington, who's 4-4, four and four, has won two in a row. They're not that good. But Washington State's now 5-4 and four and has won four of their last five games. Okay, and they have a bye week. Then Utah is now five and three. They've won four out of five. And then they have at Stanford, at Arizona. So there's a good chance that Utah is now seven and three by the time they play Oregon. And then Oregon State's five and three. They have Colorado on the road, who stinks. And then home against Stanford and Arizona State. Those are winnable games. Very. At worst, they're seven and four. At best, they're eight and three. So, so yeah, there's all of a, a chance that the schedule starts getting a little bit stronger for yeah, Oregon. And so Ohio State will have a better overall resume, but that now we're going to find out how the committee views head-to-head because it's not just yeah. that Oregon beat them. They beat them convincingly. Yes, they led they the did. entire game, and it was on the road. Yeah. And there's no context of, well, Ohio State was missing this player or that player or anything like that. First game of the year. Oregon didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau in that game. Yeah, that's a good point. He was the best. They're, they're two the best, best defensive players. players. Didn't even play. Yeah, exactly. And they still beat Oregon. So that's going to be the really interesting one for me. Uh, now, what we're doing with all of this is we're talking about uh, if the but the way this season has gone, there's going to be a lot of chaos. Yeah. So let's kind of go through this, Vince. We have all right. we have a top twelve of what we would what where our rankings would be. We believe that there's two SEC teams with a chance of the playoff. That's it. Right now, that could get expanded if there's like utter chaos. So like, That'd be a if lot. Auburn loses a game. Or, I mean, if Georgia loses a game and then Auburn beats Bama and then Auburn beats Georgia in a rematch in the SEC title game, then you could see a two-loss. It'd have to be, like, crazy stuff going on. right. Right? So, you look at it and you say, okay, where's our 12? We're going to do our 12, and then we're going to talk about Notre Dame. So, our 12 is we believe there's two SEC teams with a shot, Right. There's three Big Ten teams right now with a shot, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. There's one Pac-12 team with a shot. That's uh, uh, Oregon. There's one ACC team with a shot. That's Wake Forest. There are three Big 12 teams with a shot, in my opinion. Now, only one has a great shot. That's Oklahoma. But I do believe one lost Baylor, one lost Oklahoma State also both have a shot should, should they run the table. And then, of course, non-Power 5 of the five conferences, you have Notre Dame, who has an opportunity, and then Cincinnati. That's right. our 12. So, Vince, let's go Let's go with our number 12 team. Who do you have as the number 12 team? Oklahoma State. Okay. And then 11 is Baylor? Yeah, I mean, those I two have, are interchangeable to yeah, me right now. I have Oklahoma State ahead because Oklahoma State beat Baylor in a head-to-head. Okay, so fair enough. I have Oklahoma State 11, Baylor 12. I actually okay. think both of those teams have a shot to win out because – 
when you look at their remaining schedules, obviously they both play Oklahoma. Oklahoma State plays at Texas Tech, who has a winning record right now. I actually think Baylor might have a better shot, or Tech, uh, Baylor might have a better shot if they went out and Oklahoma State loses to Oklahoma because they they would have to they would get to beat they'd beat Oklahoma, but they still got to play at Kansas State, and Kansas State's making some noise right now. When Kansas State, when Skylar Thompson plays for Kansas State, a quarterback, they're they're a good football team. Sure. Most of their losses when he was either out or just coming back from injury. So that'll be an interesting one. But it's going to be tough for a non-Oklahoma team to make the playoff. A lot of things are going to have to happen for one of those two teams to get Absolutely. Out. Number 10, who do you have? Number 10, I got Wake Forest. Okay, so do I. Again, I could see the committee putting them higher because they're undefeated, but I just sure. – I don't know what you're building their resume around. Right. You know, yep. now – I, I try to think head-to-head. Like As I was going through this list, I was like, okay, would so-and-so beat so-and-so mm-hmm. on a neutral field? Like that kind of thing – was in my head as I was does, the committee will do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's how I was trying to put this together. Not necessarily best wins, best losses. You know, undefeated. Like if they played each other, yeah. who's going to win? And I think the thing that's hurting, it's going to hurt Wake Forest. Is I actually felt in September, I felt a, I had a different view of it. Part of the reason I, I backed off my if Wake wins out, they're in thing is because. When I made when I made that, they had a blowout win over Virginia. They had a blowout win over Florida State. They were smacking teams. Their last four games, they blew out Duke, who stinks. But then they, I mean, Army seventy to fifty six is not going to look good on your resume. Forty thirty seven at Syracuse, 37-34 over win over Louisville. These aren't good teams, and you're giving up right. a, a lot of points to those teams. I mean, Notre Dame fans are losing their ever loving minds about giving up thirty point thirty four points to North Carolina, which is three points below their season scoring average. And Wake Forest gave up 37 to Syracuse, 34 to Louisville. Right. 56 to Army. To Army, who runs the triple option. Like, how are you giving up 56 to a team that runs triple? But whatever. Defense can't stop anybody. Poor, and, poor Ar- tackling is the yeah, answer. And, and, and Army, before that, Army had scored 56 against Connecticut, 43 against Georgia State, but then they were 14 against Wisconsin, 16 against Ball State, 23 against Miami of Ohio. This isn't a juggernaut offense so number nine who do you have at number nine i think this is where we're going to disagree a little bit i have the meat chickens at okay nine. i have notre dame at nine okay i have michigan at eight do you have notre I dame at eight just flipped the reason i went michigan at eight is number one michigan's has a better resume i mean i hate to say it it makes me want to kind of barf as i as i say the it, only thing if, that's better I'm, about their resume to me is their loss no, nah. everything, everything else I disagree. Well, I don't they think... have three wins over top over teams with a winning record. Notre Dame has two. Uh, when, when you know you look at Notre Dame, Notre Dame played a four and four MAC team and beat them by three. Michigan State, Michigan's played two MAC teams that are six and two, or one's five and three, one six and two, and they blew both of them out. I think when you look at because to me the committee will look at how you won games, and the reality is is Notre Dame's won a bunch of ugly games. They just have they haven't they haven't really blown anybody out. The best win that Notre Dame has is over Wisconsin. Would you agree? Correct. But Notre okay. Dame will never well, blow any teams out, ever. Right. That's just Who? not what they do. Well, I mean, but yeah, they do. I mean, they beat New Mexico 66 to 14 a couple years ago. You know, Bowling Green 59 to nothing. They should have beat Toledo by 17 to 20 have, points, right? They, yeah. But but you look at you look at Michigan's resume, right? Michigan beat Wisconsin by 21. Notre Dame beat them by 28. But you and I both know the committee just doesn't look at the score. Michigan outplayed Wisconsin for four quarters. Notre Dame was losing to Wisconsin at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They, they, they was a much more competitive game on a neutral field. Michigan went to Wisconsin and blew Wisconsin out from start to finish. 
that's going to matter. I think when you also look at Michigan and the game they lost, Michigan played much better. Not only did they lose to a better team on the road, they played much better than Notre Dame did. Notre Dame never led against Cincinnati. They trailed the whole game. They trailed by double digits almost the whole game. But I also think when you look at that, you know what they did to the MAC teams. Those are two good MAC teams, right? And they blew them out, sixty-three to ten and forty-seven to fourteen. Notre Dame beat a four and four MAC team, thirty-two to twenty-nine. And and so I think that factors in. So I think overall their resume is just better. Again, I hate to say it because I hate Michigan, but I got to be honest. And the reality is, is right now I think their resume is better. It's not going to do. It's not going to matter in the end. Because I think Ohio State's going to beat the crap out of Michigan. I do, uh, but right now I have to give I have to give Michigan the edge. That's fine, and I don't have a problem with that. I think it's I think we're splitting hairs because it's eight nine. Like right, it's not like five four. You know what I mean? And but I think, it matters because if they well, both went out, yeah, Notre matters, Dame would have to leave the them time, despite playing a worse record. It's not going to matter because they're right. not going to win out. I don't think so one. either. And number two, right. again, I go back to my if they played on the field, I feel like Notre Dame wins that game. That, that's, that's... Uh, maybe, but I, I think if you're going to use the statistical <clears throat> analysis that they would use to determine that, I don't think you could make that case if, from a, looking at it from a committee standpoint. But we'll see. Right. Number seven, who you got? Uh, Oregon. Okay. You have Oregon behind Ohio State. I do. Okay. Like two so, spots behind Ohio State, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so explain I to do. me why. Because I don't think, number one, I think that Ohio State's history is going to matter. I just think it will. I think it will. But I, the committee has never factored that in. I'm just telling. I almost. I can almost guarantee you that Ohio State will be ranked higher than Oregon when the thing okay. comes out tonight. We'll and I'll eat crow if I'm wrong. That's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll have a little. Uh, we'll, we'll have a little side bet on it. That's we'll fine. Sandwich. I, I just don't. I don't think that Oregon's uh, schedule over in the Pac-12 can hold a candle to the Big Ten right now. Yeah, but. Ohio State won't have a win that comes anywhere close to the best one Ohio that Oregon has, which is them, right? That has it's to them. matter. I mean, yeah. when you go on the road without your two best defensive players, Ohio State's not missing anybody, and you beat them convincingly for four quarters. I get it, I get it. and you're just going to negate all that because you think the Pac-12 I think the, sucks. I think the committee is going to think that the Pac-12 sucks, and right. I think that they're going to they're going to ding Oregon for that reason. Yeah, because then you have to sit there and say, okay, where are they? How are they going to view the Ohio State game? Are they just going to dismiss it? I don't know. I don't think they're going to dismiss it, but I don't. I they they've ranked, and I can't think of any you know off the top of my head. But they've absolutely had teams that have lost to other teams, you know, below or higher, you know. Yeah, but they usually end up putting them because remember they had TCU ahead of Baylor in 2014, even though T- Baylor beat TCU. But then in the final thing, they put Baylor ahead of them because of head to head. But usually, like thing. like they had they had Ohio State ahead of Penn State, even though Penn State beat Ohio State, but they didn't have the same number of losses. Like this is the thing that everybody says to me. They're like, "Well, you know, uh, not you, Vince, because this is an argument you're making." Well, so you know, well, hey, look, oh, Penn State beat Ohio State head to head, and you know, Ohio State got in. Ohio State had one loss. Penn State had two. Right. Penn State lost twice early. I get that. I, I get so all that. Yeah. Thing. So to me, because when I look at Ohio State, and you say, "Okay, well, they're going to think the Big Ten's better." Okay, that's fine. But Ohio State hasn't beaten any of the good Big Ten teams yet. Right? That's fair. I mean, but what's Ohio get, State get hanging their hat on right now? A win over Minnesota? A game they were losing until Minnesota's best running back goes out? Penn State? Who's lost what now? Like three, four games in a row? Three games in a row? 
So I think maybe I think if any if you're correct and Ohio State gets in over Oregon, it will be because Ohio State leaps them later, in my opinion. That, and that's when fair. They, and I I get that. I totally yeah. get that. I my my argument will be I think we're going to learn a lot about this committee mm-hmm. tonight. Th- tonight. Tonight. Because yeah, tonight. Because before you're all see. this stuff shakes out, hundred yeah. percent. Absolutely. 100%. Now, so, at the end, when so it's all real, said and done, I think Ohio State gets it. Everybody really wants you to eat that thing. I know, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, Somebody predicted what was on your sandwich earlier. Uh, Hold on. Let me find it. It's way up there because people have been talking about this for a while. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're getting into these really thoughtful uh, <laughs> conversations about really the college football playoff, and, and everyone is just talking to me. There it Paul is. Parm. is John it? Long. No. I'm guessing he's a club guy. Ham, no. turkey, add bacon, then lettuce and mayo. I and hate tomato. mayo. I'm a very like I get very plain stuff on sandwiches. Like <laughs> if I get like a cheeseburger, it's just gonna literally have just cheese I, and maybe lettuce. I don't like mustard, ketchup, mayo, none of that stuff. Uh, it's just tuna fish, tuna with provolone and lettuce. Tuna. That's it. Yeah, Ooh. I like tuna fish. Um, but uh, hey, we're doing this remotely, so it's not like you got to smell my tuna <laughs> breath after no, I eat don't. it. So. So Vince, I have I have um, I have Cincinnati seven. Okay. Because when I look at the overall resume, I see Cincinnati's even with even with a win over seven and one Notre Dame, Cincinnati's opponent record is twenty four and thirty two. And then when I look at Ohio State, their opponent record is thirty four and thirty. And then when I look at um, uh, Oregon, Oregon's opponent record is 27-31. Oregon is also 3-0 and against teams with a plus 500 record, which is something the committee looks at. Uh, that ties them with Ohio State, Michigan for the most behind Georgia, of course, is that because I said earlier Georgia has four. Uh, Cincinnati has two. Notre Dame, which is a great win, and then 5-3 and three, Central Florida. So uh, – to me, that's why I have Cincinnati a little lower. I'm really curious to see what the committee does. Because one thing the committee yeah. has done, they don't do what the polls do, which is just like there's some guy for Fox Sports named RJ Young who like puts everything on like record. And like so he'll have like an undefeated team that stinks, like number four over like Bama, you know, something crazy. Like saw something crazy. Well, like that's, that. what, uh, that's what that's uh, what Stoops did on the Fox, the Fox show, uh, their pregame show. They were kind of going through like their top, uh, their top teams, and he put all the undefeated teams like one through six, and then everybody else. And he's like, "Oh no, it's hard to win in college football." That is such a coach talking. That's such a head coach, you know, because winning is hard in college football. I get that, and he totally just had all six undefeated teams yeah. going into Saturday, one through six. I'm yeah, like, that's probably not going to go, Bob. Yes, winning is hard in college football, but if you're Alabama playing against Cincinnati schedule, you're undefeated. And yeah, you haven't absolutely. had a game with thirty points. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, to me, I, the committee's never done that. The committee right, right. looks at overall resume. Absolutely. And right Absolutely. now, Wake Forest and Cincinnati don't have that. Now, here's the thing. If they're going to give Cincinnati a big jump because of their one over Notre Dame, then I think Notre Dame will be higher than nine. Like if Cincinnati's higher than seven, then Notre, Notre Dame will be higher. They'll, than they'll nine. drag Notre Dame up with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. because if you're if you're ranking Cincinnati that high, then that must mean you respect what Notre Dame's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Yep. Yep. So I'm writing um, yours down next to mine. So uh so you've got Cincinnati seven. I'm assuming since we just went toe to toe about uh Oregon, I mean uh, Oregon and Ohio State, that you've got Oregon five and Ohio State six. I do. Okay. 
I do. Now, I think Ohio State has a chance to leap Oregon down the stretch. And the thing that's killed Oregon right. Right. is Arizona State falling back. Because the, the best hope that they had, and, and really they still have hope. Like they need Utah to keep winning. They need sure. Oregon State to keep winning. Oh, absolutely. But, but Arizona State was the team that at the time had a, a, a shot because they were a one-loss team and they had lost to BYU. But Arizona State has really fallen off in recent games. And so they have two losses. So now all of a sudden, the, 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 and the reason I bring that up is because the hope is that, you know, one of those East-South teams ends up ranked in the top 25, and then you beat one of those teams in the Pac-12 championship. But I, I'm looking at it right now, and there's not a single team in the South with le- fewer than three losses. And you can say, well, Utah could win out, but they can't win out because they play Oregon. So there's only a chance for one Pac-12 South team to have three losses, and that's Arizona State. And if Arizona State wins out, they play – oh, that's South Florida. I don't know why it went to South Florida, trying to get to Air, Air, uh, Arizona State. They play USC at home at Washington at Oregon State home against Arizona. I don't see them jumping into the top 25 with that unless what the committee has done in the past is they will jump a team into the top 25 to set up a team that they sure. like in the top 10. They've just because they don't care. Once you get past 10, they don't care they don't. where you're it doesn't no. matter. It no. just it will matter to them because it'll prop somebody else up. Like right. that's all that matters. And right. I get you know what? Okay. <laughs> you can do that. Yep. yep. So I have so, Oregon five. Yep. My four is I have Bama four. Who's your four? Uh Michigan State. Okay. I have Michigan State four, and I know they're undefeated, and I know Bama has a loss, and they but, and and Michigan State has a better win than Bama has. They do. I I still again, it's it's the head to head thing in my head. Yeah, but that I, can't trump everything else know, though, because otherwise that. you could advocate for having a two loss Georgia team in the playoff a couple years ago. At, sure. At some point in time, resume has to trump who you think is a better team, and that's fine. At the end of the year, then it would trump it for me. But right now, so you're just going to leave Bama ahead of them. Until yeah, the right final now, poll, absolutely. and then you just randomly put Michigan. It would be State random. Out. I would I would sneak them around depending on how things are going. But this is how I would do the first one. Absolutely. I think at some point in time you have to be able to say, "Look, you have to give a team credit for yeah." At some point, what they not, not, not what you think, because otherwise you're going to have Bama in the play. I mean, even the year that Bama didn't make it with two losses, you can make a case that they could still beat two or three of the teams in the college football playoff. Right, so I, you I just can't just keep putting again, them in because two they're... losses, you're done. Like I'm, you're out. Right, two losses, right. you're out. We one loss, we can have a conversation. But two but, losses, but, you're done. But here's the thing: if they lose to Georgia and they have two losses, that doesn't change that they would beat Michigan State head to head. But now you have two losses, and so right. you're out for me. That, that's so just what how, you're saying is the resume is more important than who you think would win head to head, and that's where I'm coming from. Because to it, me, to me, when I look I at Michigan both. State. I use both. Michigan State went on the road and beat a top 10 team, a team that you and I think is either going to be eight or nine, <clears throat> right, in Michigan. To start And with, yeah. when you look at the rest of their schedule, the other thing I like about Michigan State is I also think how you beat people matters. So when I look at a Michigan State team and, you know, they, they blew out Northwestern, blew out Miami on the road, uh, blew out Rutgers, and, you know, they've got a couple ugly wins too, just like, you know, Bama's got a couple wins. You know, that Florida win of by three is not looking so great right now. But I, I also look at the fact that I, I Bama didn't lose to me a real good team. I don't think Texas A&M's that good. I really don't. And that's the thing for me. And they got outplayed that game. I mean, for four quarters, they got outplayed by Texas A&M. So I have Bama four, but I went Michigan State ahead because I just think Michigan State right now has a much better resume. I think, you yes, Alabama could probably beat them head-to-head. 
but you could say that about Alabama every single year and put them in the playoff, you know? So to me, that's why I'm going to go with Michigan state three and Alabama four, but at the end of the day, it won't matter. They're both going to be in right. If they both went out. Absolutely. Correct. So yes. Uh, number two, <clears throat> this is uh, surprises me. I'm, sh- I, I'm surprised. Who do you have? Number two, Oklahoma. Okay. That surprises me. I do too. I just, I just, People have been dinging Oklahoma all year. They keep winning, and they've they gotten better winning. and better since Caleb yeah. Williams took over. Yes, and that, that's my biggest thing is he had one bad half of football, and I will agree with that. But that was like – it was either his first or second start of the season uh, because he came in in relief and did really well. And I think it might have been his first start. I can't remember. But uh, it was bad. It was bad half of football, no question. You're on the road against Kansas, and you stunk. I mean – but he's a true freshman, so there's a little bit of a – just like I give a little bit of a pass to Joe Alt, I'm going to give a little bit of a pass to a true freshman quarterback on the road in a kind of hostile environment. I mean, Kansas opened up you know, their tickets it, after halftime. They did, didn't even take tickets anymore. They just said, anybody that's within shouting distance, come on in to fill up that stadium. Uh, so it became a hostile environment, right? Um and so I give him a little bit of a pass for that. But other than that, he's been just killing people. And and they have been doing a great job, Oklahoma has. And they're leaving no question about their wins. And so they're undefeated. They've won with style. They've got they've got a pretty decent defense this year. And mm-hmm. they've got a dynamic quarterback. You're number two. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm going to use the argument for Oklahoma that you used for Alabama. And the reason I will is because they are undefeated. So I think Oklahoma would beat Michigan State. That's why I have them ahead. Even though Michigan sure. State's resume is better, I still would go with Oklahoma because the, res- the, the Oklahoma has more wins because they've played more games. They're 9-0 and compared to 8-0. But I think that Oklahoma is a better team than Michigan State. And when when you have the same number of losses, I think that that argument holds more water for me. That That's that's my thing. Oh, I get that. And, and we saw that with Penn State and Michigan State back in or Penn State and Ohio State back in 2016. Penn State clearly could beat Ohio State in a head-to-head, but they had more losses than Ohio State did, so Ohio State made the playoff. So that's why right now I that's where I would be. But I don't I won't be shocked if the committee has Alabama higher. It's because it's Alabama. But well, that's not see, where I would have them, right? Right. And and that's why I make the argument for Ohio State because I think they're going to have them higher because they're Ohio State. I just, I just feel like that's you could be, be right nice. about where the committee has them, but this right. ranking is where we have them. Fair. That's fair. So I, I, not so much yeah, a prediction. That's a re- yeah, that's a good of, point. Yeah, more of point. where where we have them. That's that's a good point. That's a good point, sir. So number one, obviously, is Georgia. And if yeah. you would have had anyone other than Georgia, <laughs> I would have. We would have had like a temporary, like, I don't know what happened to Vince's connection. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why his password was revoked right now. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So Vince, let's talk a little bit about Notre Dame, because I think as we as let's we kind of wrap this conversation up, the reason that I said to people, whether you like it or not, Notre Dame has a shot at the college football playoff because they just do. I mean, again, this isn't a great Notre Dame team, but they just do. There's been so much chaos in college football this year. I mean, like Ohio State in 2014, weren't they like 16th in the first ranking? Were they Something like that? Yeah, they were like 16th in the first ranking. I'm going to look that up uh, as we're talking. But the reason – but they had one loss, right? Right. But now – you get past twelve. The only teams with fewer than one loss are teams that are like that, like Texas, San Antonio, you know, S, you know, teams like that. They, there, there aren't SMU. <laughs> I mean, it's teams like that. It's there's there's no there's no great teams this year. It's it's been such a chaotic year. There's been I've, I've seen things like um, it's like nineteen teams that were ranked in the top twenty five at, at one point in time, right? Have lost. And it, it's just a. I'm looking it up now. It's Ohio State was ranked 16th, and that year you got down to number 17 before you got to a team with two losses. Crazy. That's absolutely nuts. There, that's it's not possible this year unless you're going to have a bunch of SMUs and you know te- Texas San Antonios, and they're not going to have UTSA ranked high. They're not just for the same reason they had, did have BYU ranked high last year. Because they haven't played anybody. Yeah. They shouldn't be in this conversation and they're not going right. to be in our conversation. Absolutely. So this has been the, I mean, like the ACC has one team left with fewer than two losses. The Pac 12 has one team left with fewer than two losses. Actually, let me look at this real quick. The Pac 12 has only one team left with fewer than three losses. That's it. Every team in the Pac-12 other than Oregon has at least three losses. And there's only three teams with three losses. Everybody else has four or more. It's insane. It's been an insane year. There's only one team with fewer than two losses in the ACC. And as I look at it here, there's only two teams with two losses. Right? It's It's been a crazy, crazy year. Like right now, there's only two teams in the SEC with fewer than two losses. That's it. Just two. Everybody else has two or more losses. So that's why I say, look, Notre Dame is in this whether you like it or not. Absolutely. Then let's look at the remaining schedules. Georgia plays at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech, and home against Missouri in no particular order, plus Alabama. So barring them just getting colossally upset by Tennessee, which could happen. I'm not predicting it. Tennessee can score enough, in my opinion. Alabama plays LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and then at Auburn. So there's a potential loss there for Alabama. 
Michigan State's remaining schedule, it might be the toughest of any of them. Absolutely. They they'll have, be, they'll have a chance to prove who they are. Every team they play moving forward has a winning record as of today. They play at 5-3 and three Purdue, home against 5-3 and three Maryland, at Ohio State, and then home against Penn State. Ohio State plays at Nebraska, home against Purdue, home against Michigan State, at Michigan. There's a potential loss in there for them. Plus, they would play either Minnesota, sure. Wisconsin, or Ohio in the in the in the Big Ten title game, which the Big Ten West this year stinks. Terrible. Michigan plays home against Indiana at Penn State at Maryland, home against Ohio State. So that's where I say the the Big Ten, the Big Ten better be careful because they could end up with nobody. Very in the easily football playoff. Very easily. Nobody. I mean, because they could all end up with two losses. Ohio my, State takes opinion. one L between Michigan and Michigan State. And then, you know, Michigan State takes an L from somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, there's four teams left on their schedule that can right. beat them. No question. I'm going to have to sit and think hard about whether I'm going to call for the Purdue upset, to be perfectly honest with I've you. I've had several people. We've had people in here um, like that that have talked about that. Right. Oklahoma's path is 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 challenging. It's They have a bye this week because they've played nine games already. They're at Baylor, home against Iowa State at Oklahoma State, and then they're going to have a rematch against either Baylor or Oklahoma State. As I say, Baylor and Oklahoma State, and then a third time. So the three right. times you've got a potential to lose. And four times. Iowa State at home is no slouch. Iowa State has given Oklahoma several games and, yeah. and have beaten them twice in the last five years. Nice if Iowa State would step up and help us out here. I know, right? They're five and three right now. But uh, that's the other thing, too, is Oklahoma's c- got control because the, the next the final four teams they play are all going to have winning records. Yes. All going to have winning records. No doubt. Uh, Oklahoma State plays at West Virginia, home against TCU, at Texas Tech. That Don't sleep on that game. And then they play home against Oklahoma. Is at TCU, home against Oklahoma, at T- Kansas State, home against Texas Tech. So the Big 12 is going to eat itself. It, it, there's only going to be one team with a shot here pretty soon. And that's Oklahoma. Oregon, we talked about their schedule earlier. Home games because Washington State and Oregon State, at Washington and at Utah. Wake Forest, this is what's going to kill Wake Forest. They play Pitt, who's six and two. If they beat Pitt, now all of a sudden Pitt's six and three, and that's not a good win at all. Right. At Virginia Tech, who's four and four right now. Home against Louisville, who's four and four. Home against Miami, who's four and four. And then they're going to play the winner of the Coastal. So, like, maybe a rematch against Pitt, which would then give Pitt a fourth loss. Cincinnati plays Tulsa, who stinks. At South Florida, who stinks. Then they're home against SMU, who's good. And then if the committee wants, we're going to know how bad the committee wants at Cincinnati in the playoff by where they rank Notre Dame. First of all, where they rank Cincinnati, where they rank Notre Dame, and where they rank SMU. If SMU is like 20 to 25, it tells me they don't think much of Cincinnati. If you see SMU like 15 to 20, it's telling me that they're hyping up SMU to try to give Cincinnati a big win. So – there's a conversation going on over here in the, in the chat. I wanted to ask you your opinion, right? Uh, So if Cincinnati, let's say Cincinnati loses to SMU. Okay. Notre Dame wins out. They're both 11 and one. And then obviously Cincinnati is going to have the, uh, the championship game for their league. So they're going to end up being 12 and one where Notre Dame's 11 and one. Who do you rank higher? It would depend on how Notre Dame plays down the stretch. Okay. For me. So it's Notre Dame, it'd be a resume thing over head to head. Yeah, it, it would have to be because I think Notre Dame's going to have a significantly tougher strength of schedule. And that's why I said Notre Dame's right now. Notre Dame's opponents have a twenty, a thirty-seven and twenty-seven record. Cincinnati's have 
a 24 and 32 record, and that's only going to get worse because yeah, they play true. Tulsa, who is two and two, three, two and six. They play South Florida, who is, let me go pull up the AC here. Tulsa is three and five. South Florida is two and six. Then they play SMU, who's seven and one. And then they play at East Carolina, who's four and four. And then they would have a they would have a an AC title game against either Houston or SMU. Right now, if they beat SMU, it would end up being Houston, I believe. So that would give them a good win. So we're gonna find out where SMU and Houston really are both ranked to set up Cincinnati. Sure. Sure. I just don't think Cincinnati's gonna run a table. I don't. I think they're gonna lose to one of those teams. Here's the other problem. If me. they lose to SMU, that that you know, like they're better off getting upset by Tulsa this weekend. And then beating SMU, then the other way around. Right. In my opinion, it's it's the schedule that that that's my issue. If they both have a loss, it's the schedule for Cincinnati. It doesn't right. matter head to head. Right. It, it it just doesn't. Cincinnati has proven that they're not a great team over mm-hmm. and oh, week after week after week. Mm-hmm. They've proven it to me. And right. the the committee's just going to wait for that first loss for Cincinnati. Right. As soon as they get that first loss, they're going to plummet. They're right. going to plummet, and I think they're going to end up being behind Notre Dame as well. Right. I'm just not sold on Cincinnati. Their resume is not impressive outside of that Notre Dame game. And I think if Notre – here's the thing for me, for me for Notre Dame, though. Notre Dame has to blow out their last three teams, four, four opponents. They have to. They're going to have a head-to-head with Navy, right? They have to blow Navy out. If they beat Navy in a similar fashion to Cincinnati, then you have no you have no argument at that point in time. You can't use the whole, we had a bad day against Cincinnati. Because Notre Dame played like crap against Cincinnati. They did. They played Agreed. worse than they did in every, any other game. And some of it was Cincinnati. But a lot of it was just Notre Dame not playing well. But when you look at it at the end of the day, the committee is always going to look at head-to-head. But they're also – because we made that point about Oregon and, and Ohio State. The difference is the resume for Cincinnati relative to Notre Dame is going to be a whole lot different than Oregon and Ohio State. Because those are similar resumes. Ohio State is better, but they're similar resumes. Cincinnati's going to have to – Cincinnati's going to have to run the table in my opinion. And people can say, oh, they beat Notre Dame, whatever. But they, the reality is, is that's the committee always looks at the overall. It, it's why they had TCU ranked ahead of Baylor for so long in 2014. I think the only reason they put Baylor ahead of TCU is to justify Ohio State being in there. That, that's what I felt. But at the end of the day, Cincinnati has got the Notre Dame win and then not a whole lot else. And it's not their fault. The ACC's down. Memphis is down. UCF right. is down. Indiana's underachieved. But if Notre, here's the difference: if Notre Dame wins out, but they keep winning the way that they're winning now, they won't they won't leap Cincinnati, nor should they, because how you're playing matters. Sure. And if you're just, you know, it's it's that I made earlier with Notre Dame compared to Michigan. If Notre Dame beats Navy by a touchdown, beats Georgia Tech by ten, beats Virginia by four on the road, and then beats Stanford by a touchdown, those are four mediocre to bad teams. And you have a whole season of winning ugly. Sure. I don't think the committee is going to be impressed by that. Just like they weren't impressed by that in 2019 when Notre Dame blew out a bunch of crap teams. Remember that? And the committee had them at – they weren't even in the top 10 that year with two losses. So I think that they're going to have to blow their next four opponents out. They have to have that common opponent convincing victory. Right. If they're going to be able to say, hey, we had a bad day against Cincinnati. So that's that's kind of thing. But for Notre Dame to get in, I think the easiest thing is to have Cincinnati lose twice. They need Cincinnati. Oh, to lose absolutely, a I just it, it's possible that they could they could lose 
twice in the championship and possibly like they could lose SMU. to SMU and then Houston. I don't think it's likely, right. but you know, they're going to lose one though. But then they need, they need like to me, if you're a Notre Dame fan and you actually want the team in the playoff, you need to root for Georgia to win out. Cause it eliminates Alabama immediately. Yeah, exactly. Right. You also need for the big 10, which we are all kind of pulling for this anyway, you, you need for the big 10 to have chaos. Meaning oh, yeah. what I mean by that is I think there's a chance if Georgia wins out, they're in. Oklahoma wins out, they're in. Then we get to these next few. I think if Michigan State, let's say Michigan State loses to Ohio State in a close game and then beats everybody else, Michigan State finishes 11-1, and Ohio State goes 12-1, and Michigan State would deserve to be in over Notre Dame based on their resume, in my opinion, if they lose a close game to Ohio State. Agreed. Yeah, so no, I agree. They need Michigan State to lose twice, right? Or – they need Michigan State to win out, and then Ohio State's out. Because if Michigan State wins out, Ohio State's out because they will beat Ohio State. Right. And then you need Ohio State to beat Michigan, which I think we're all fans of, right? And so that's kind of where so you need Michigan the chaos Ohio to happen. State would both have two losses, and Michigan State would obviously be in as probably the number two seed, right. I would think, in the Final Four. Or you need Ohio State to win out and and <clears throat> knock Michigan State out, and then Michigan, if Michigan State, State wins game. out. If Michigan State wins out, they're number two, and yeah. I don't care if Oklahoma wins out; they'd be number three for me. Yeah, because they would have a much better resume at that Correct. point in time. They yeah. would have a win over Ohio State. They'd have a win over right. Michigan, right? And then they'd have a win over a ranked right Big so Ten number West two. Team. They would be number two for me, and an undefeated Oklahoma would be number three. And then I think you're having a pretty pretty good debate about who number four yeah. would be. Yeah. If, if that's the way things went down. But for Notre Dame, they need a lot to happen. Oh, yeah. A lot to happen. Absolutely. To and I don't anticipate it happening at all. Yeah. But I, it, it's still inside the realm of possibility. And they need Oregon to lose as well. They need Oregon yeah. to lose a game because they're each not week, getting in over a one-loss Oregon team. Each, each week Saturday morning, you're going to have to tell me who I need to root for. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's one of the things I'm going to do is, is once the playoff thing comes out, I do sort yeah. of a, a That's Notre right. Dame you did it last guide. year. Yeah. 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 Like a Notre Dame rooting guide for if you want Notre Dame to be in the playoff, here's the things you need to happen. And if you want Notre Dame to win a championship, then you really need teams like Michigan State to pull off upsets to where Ohio yeah. State gets knocked out, Bama gets knocked out. Right. right? Absolutely. Uh, you know that that's real. You know that's really where you want to be. So I'm I'm gonna have we're gonna have that on Fridays. That's gonna be a fun thing to do. Those are always fun putting together because it's like you know so much of what I do is like real strict analysis and and all this. But um, sometimes it's fun to just kind of do the fantasy land stuff, <laughs> and that's what that ultimately is. So.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com